Hi, I'm Lily. And I am Parker. And welcome to our show. This is Famous, Notorious, Infamous. Yes, it is. Uh, this is our podcast. We're going to talk about all things true crime as they pertain to Hollywood, the music industry, mobs, think old Hollywood, all of those things. And we're so excited to share this with you guys. I love that we're going to be talking about mobs. That's some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and the best part is I love true crime. And I am indifferent, but mostly don't like true crime unless everyone is happy at the end. I do the research. Parker doesn't know about the cases beforehand other than like maybe the name of the subjects. Um, I didn't get to know the ones of this one first, so this will be interesting. Do you want to see a picture of them? Yes. Okay. This week we're going to be talking about... Sid Vicious and Nancy Spungen. So you're 100% that's not Harry Styles because it kind of looks like Harry Styles. I mean, Harry Styles didn't do heroin to my knowledge. Well, there's a... There's a <laughs> first time for everything. First time for everything. Alright. Well, without further ado, let's jump into it, you guys. So, Parker, have you ever heard of these two before? No. Have you ever heard of the Sex Pistols before? Maybe, but like not. Th- it sounds familiar, but like not in the sense that I know anything about them. You've probably heard me talk about them before, then. Oh. Okay. So we're gonna start from the very beginning. So Sid Vicious was originally born John Simon Ritchie. Uh, yeah. So he was born in 1957. Okay, he's an old man. He would be a very old man today. He'd be older than my grandparents, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. wild. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Sid had a really rough childhood. Um, his mom, his dad wasn't really present, and his mom was a drug addict. So when Sid was a kid, they traveled a lot. Yeah, just constantly moving around for different purposes, like mom's work, or just she would get in trouble and they would pick up and move. They're living like a nomadic lifestyle just because of how much crime the parents were doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, And Sid later on told his bandmates actually that when he was younger, his mom actually used him to transport hash once. Oh, wait, what's hash? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> Some sort of drug. Hold on. So weed. Oh. Cannabis. That's hilarious. We we gotta love when we just rename stuff. Yeah. Huh, okay. The more you know. Okay, but it's not like Is it weed like weed? weed? Kind of. It says it's made from a secreted gum of the cannabis plant. Oh, so it's like... Okay. So like, not what you would smoke today. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So yeah, Sid had not a great childhood. His mom, just, she had a lot of issues and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, yeah, so Sid had not the best childhood. Again, moving around a lot. Mom was using him. Yeah, that's disgusting. It, it really is. Um, yeah. And so because of this, 
he always felt like an outcast until he became a teenager and then he found acceptance among other teens at London's King Road King's Road which at that time was the heart of London's punk scene that's mm. also when he stopped going by his given name and started calling himself Sid Vicious interesting okay yeah um at that time he also changed his look got the spiky hair cool all that stuff very much leaned into the whole like punk emo vibe of it all um yeah so everyone who knew him like around that time up until his death knew him to be very smart and clever but they all also said that he really liked to play dumb. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Is there any other reason why? I mean, you could speculate that it was a coping mechanism. Because, like, when he was little, especially with his mom using him to transport drugs, even though you know what you're doing is wrong, like, if you get questioned on it, like... You kind of have to play like, no, I don't know what I'm doing. My mom just told me to hold this, even though, you know, like, yeah, these are my mom's drugs. Yeah, okay. So, like, I I would speculate to say that it stems from his childhood, but no one really knows for, for, for sure. And then with that, people also said that he tended to take things too far and seemed really unclear on what behavior, like, was and wasn't acceptable and like where the lines were societally so then with that he started getting into a lot of fights and having like a lot of really erratic and like really scary behavior was he kind of into like also drugs at that time or was it just these like sporadic instances of yeah so it's unclear when sid's drug use started exactly um it's very probable that it started very early on when he started hanging out at king's road just because that was the mid to late 70s and it was a whole thing and drugs were just a lot more prevalent and people weren't really aware of like how bad they were so then one story that one of his bandmates told in the documentary that i watched about this is shortly after Sid moved in with this bandmate. So he moved out with his mom, he moved in with this bandmate. And this was like all during when he was getting into these fights? Yep. Okay, so like did he move out with his mom, out of his mom's place, get into all these fights and then move in with his roommate? Or was it kind of like move out, move in, fights? It was kind of like really sporadic all over the place because again, the mom's really unstable. So, she's constantly moving in unstable. There'd be times that he just disappears for three days. Like, he was all over the place. Okay. At some point, he moves into a flat with his roommate. And this roommate went on to tell this story where there was a cat that had gotten into their flat. And trigger warning for animal abuse. Sid tied a noose, caught the cat, like lassoed it around the cat, pulled it, held the cat in the air, like by the noose, and just laughed and watched it like struggle until it died. Wow. And then he just dropped it and went to bed. 
how can you just go to bed after doing something like that? I don't know. That's why. I so like almost this, cried listening to it. <laughs> is that the band? That's the band member? The roommate is the band member? Same person? The bandmate was one of the band members, yeah. The roommate was one of the band members. Correct. Got you. Okay. Yep. Wow, though. That's, that's, that's really intense. Yeah. Um... So yeah, that's kind of a little bit about Sid's background. So now let's talk about Nancy. She is also just a wild person. Like, some would argue more wild than Sid was. Oh, great. (laughs) So Nancy was born Nancy Spungen in early 1958. She grew up upper middle class, Jewish. She's from Philadelphia, actually. Uh, And she just, like, very clearly was unstable from a very young age. She was actually institutionalized and then sent to a school for troubled kids all before she moved out of her parents' house and ran away all the way to New York City when she was just 17 years old. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think we can all recognize that, like, all those houses and the health institutions, especially, like, what is this, like, the 50s, 60s? Yeah, it would have been... Let's see, she was born in 58, so it would have been, like, mid-60s, early 70s. Yeah, those things are not good places to be at that time. (laughs) I mean, even today, like, when you look into, like, the School for Troubled Girls, like, which I'm sure we will do episodes on later on because there's so many celebrities that have recently come out in the last, like, five, ten years about having been in them. Like, they're still just not a good place. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then after she moved to New York, she became a drug dealer and a prostitute. Oh, double whammy. Double whammy. <laughs> Hung out on the Lower East Side, which anyone who knows like New York districts, which I know you don't really, but nope. I'm sure some of our listeners do, is not a great place, especially in that time. And she became what's known today as, like, a super groupie. So, constantly at the clubs, constantly with the bands, following all these bands, super clinging to the stars, all that stuff. Hmm. To the point where um, she became known amongst other, like, other groupies as well as the artists and bands as too much. And keep in mind, like, these are all people that are doing heroin, not sleeping, in the streets, a lot of other sex workers. Like, you know it's bad if other heroin dealers and prostitutes think you're too much. Yeah, you might need to just take a step back there and, like, do some self-evaluation. And then keep in mind also that she's, like, not even 20 at this point. Wow, okay. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. And so then because of that, like, on top of being seen as like too much. She also seemed a lot older to everyone who first met her. And it's said that she very often fucked her way into places, which I mean, given the background is not surprising. Yeah. Okay. Now that we have the two like stories, we know a little bit about both of them and we can see like Nancy seemed to have a good childhood, but just seemed to have, like, deeper issues. Like, she probably was struggling with mental health from a young age, but because of the time it wasn't recognized. Whereas Sid had a very rough childhood. 
So then we fast forward, and Nancy, this super groupie, followed the Heartbreakers, another punk band, to London. And she was said to have been borderline obsessed with one of the band members named Jerry Nolan. Um, Yeah, and Jerry had blown her off, like, many times before, and, like, he wasn't having it. He knew she was bad news. He was determined to stay away from her. And at this point, Sid had become a member of the Sex Pistols, which he joined in 1977. What what did he, like, do? What Was he, like, a drummer? Or... Yeah, he was a bass guitarist, but when he joined, he knew nothing about playing bass guitar. Oh, that's real. <laughs> I love that. The lead singer of the band just really liked him and was like, yeah, you can, like, join. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Huh. So, he just like which very violent. much backfired later on, which oh. we'll get into. <laughs> but, I mean, it would have been a cool story if it worked out for him. Yeah. But anyway, so Nancy had followed the Heartbreakers into London. And because Jerry was blowing her off all the time, she was meeting like all these other bands. She needed someone new to fixate on, obviously. And as soon as she met Sid, she was all over him. Like, he was very gullible and, like, really struggling to cope with all this change in his life. So she really saw that and, like, saw her chance to manipulate him and control him. So that's what she did. And everyone knew that Nancy was trouble, everyone being, like, his bandmates and the other like groupies and people that Sid knew growing up. But because they seemed to be so in love and infatuated with one another, people really just like put up with Nancy. Oh because wow. they liked Sid. Yeah. Like he was wild, but everyone that knew him liked him. So did she just like find him one day or like do they know how they met? Yeah. Um so the punk scene, like We need to remember the climate being, like, it's mid to late 70s. So the punk scene isn't super accepted. Like, as the punk scene was growing, it was very much an underground scene, and it didn't really take off, like, in popular mainstream until a few years after it ended, actually. Um, So So is it just, like, there's not a lot of people in it, so that's kind of, like, they just should... They would have met eventually. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, at this point, both Sid and Nancy, when they met each other, they're both heroin addicts. And addiction played a very large role in their story together. Yeah. So, and everyone that knew them said that Nancy seemed to have a death wish, like, long before they died. And, like, even people that knew Nancy in childhood and back when she was originally in New York, they all said that it seemed very obvious that, at the very least, she was just careless with her life. Wow, okay. Not even, not even like, a, like, a daredevil kind of thing. She just did not wish to live. Yeah. Okay. And we'll get into that more later when we talk about, like, the police's mishandling and other people's theories about the deaths. And so then with that, it seemed very clear to, like, Sid's bandmates and the people that were hanging out around him, 
Because keep in mind that Nancy didn't bring many friends into this relationship. Like, their mutual friends were pretty much all Sid's bandmates. So they all said that it seemed very clear to them that neither Sid nor Nancy were going to live beyond their mid-20s. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like, and they're not even, like, what, Nancy is, like, you said 19, and then Sid's probably like a little older than that? They would both be, like, 20, 20. They would be 19 and 20 at this point. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's not, that's, that's not a very long time to live. No. Yeah. So, that was kind of the lead up. And I want you to remember when I say this next, next part that Sid had only just joined the Sex Pistols in 1977. The Sex Pistols broke up in January of 1978. Oh, so they made it less than a year. Yeah. And one of the biggest contributing factors to this band breakup, according to like their band manager and like the other bandmates, was Nancy. Oh, okay. So quick question Mm -hmm. were they like popular are they popular still um they were popular amongst the underground punk scene at the time and i think because sid and nancy went on to be so infamous even though sid was only with the band for a very short period of time i mean they had a name like the sex pistols so of course it comes into the story And I think that leads to them being a lot more popular, like, after Sid's death and, like, even to today. Like, a lot of people that are into kind of the alternative music, grunge, punk, know who the Sex Pistols are, whether they listen to them or not. Okay. The Pistols ended up breaking up well in the States because they were supposed to be going on a U.S. tour. Um... Nancy was specifically banned from this tour, so she's still in London. And as soon as they break up, Sid just goes on a massive bender. He started out in Texas, he ended up in New York, and he actually ended up ODing on methadone and getting hospitalized in Queens. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then he moves back to London... And him and Nancy start talking about moving to New York. Sid kind of had an obsession with New York at that point because it seemed like the punk scene was kind of like making its way over there. And he seemed to have this idea that him and Nancy could move to New York and he would just like restart his career. He would really take off and like they would take over the city. So during this time, right after they moved to New York, it becomes very apparent to people that their relationship is going downhill, like, really, really fast. Um, And just for some clarification, like, was their relationship pretty toxic? Was, like, they're, I know they're both junkies, so it doesn't exactly help that out, but were they, like, because you said previously that they were supportive of each other, or at least supportive of going to a different, living in a different city. Would it be safe to assume that they were not? They were really only together for a year or two in total. Okay. So it's hard to say. I think it's fair to say that, like you said, they're junkies, so that really changes things. But, like, 
they really never made it out of the honeymoon phase until the band broke up and they became desperate junkies and then it became very like drug and money fueled god okay okay um yeah and like i said earlier nancy was really manipulative and like really took advantage of sid in a lot of ways and quick trigger warning for self-harm one time while sid was out like trying to find a way to make money or trying to get drugs nancy cut her wrists to prove to sid that they should never be apart that's crazy yeah wow And so then while they're in New York, Nancy became his manager, like his musical manager. And she actually got in some gigs where they, where she used to hang out on the Lower East Side. But ultimately none of them went well because both Sid and Nancy were barely functioning at this point. Like Sid would go out on stage and he'd be so high that he could barely move and he'd be like passing out. Oh, okay, yeah, so nothing nothing, uh, nothing to write home about. No. And things kind of continue this way for the whole time they're in New York. And they're only in New York for about two months before Nancy's death. So then, on October 12th of 1978, Nancy died at the Chelsea, Chelsea Hotel. And it's stated by a lot of people that were there, like, lived there, because that's where they were living. So it was more like a motel sort of a deal? So people would just stay there? Yeah. And it's said to be that the Chelsea, Chelsea was the kind of hotel where, like, anything would go. So you had a lot of sex workers, drug dealers, like, low-level musicians staying there for a very long period of time. And then there was a lot of partying in as well. So, now let's get into the aftermath of, like, what Sid woke up to. He woke up on the morning of October 12th and found Nancy stabbed to death. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a lot. Yeah. He originally said that he didn't know what happened to her. Then he said that... They got in an argument and he killed her. Then he said that it must have been an accident. Okay. Okay. Sid, you're looking a little suspicious. <laughs> a, little, a little suspicious. Not even just a little bit. Pretty suspicious. Yeah. And that's what the police think too. And then on top of that, he says that when he woke up, she was still breathing. He thought that she was just going to OD. So he went to the methadone clinic. If this is true, that she was still breathing, which isn't impossible, because she had only been stabbed one time, and the coroner said that it would have taken her about three hours to lose consciousness. Not to bleed out, just to lose consciousness. Three, so she was stabbed three times? She was only stabbed once. One, where? In her, like, abdomen. Okay. Wow, three hours? Okay. Just to lose consciousness, not even bleed out or die. Yeah. Wow. So it is very possible that when Sid woke up, 
she was still breathing. Why he went to the methadone clinic, didn't notice that she was stabbed, didn't call the police, though, is a whole different story. Like you said, Sid's looking a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. And that's what the police thought, too. So they instantly blame Sid. They get an arrest warrant on the spot, take him into custody. But Sid got bail. Where did he get the money from? His mom paid it. Oh, wow. Interesting that his mom was still, like, in his life. His mom was very much in his life later on, like, after he moved out of her house, actually. And part of that is, since she herself was also a junkie, she didn't care what him and his friends did in front of her. And, like, she would provide for him, and she would, like, take care of him as well. But anyway, when he gets out on bail... It said that he, like, very clearly was not in a good state, mentally, emotionally. Well out on bail, he immediately goes to a bar and starts a fight. Of course. (laughs) Wow. Such a great decision. Yeah. So, he gets out on bail, instantly starts this fight. He also gets a new girlfriend very shortly after he gets bailed. Okay, so, like, how... What are we talking, like, timeline-wise? Like, we're talking, like, he gets out, bar fight, girlfriend? Just like just like that? Nothing? Mm. Nancy died in October. Like, very early October. Sid died in February. And he sat in jail for about a month. So we're talking November, December, January. We're talking within four months all of this happens. Wow. Which, if the love of your life was stabbed to death... Or the junkie of your life. (laughs) In the same room as you, and you woke up and were the one that found her body, I don't know how you could go on and have a girlfriend less than four months later. Yeah, that's... that's, That makes me feel like it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I... I liked her near the end. Or or maybe it was like a junkie filled with killing. Yeah. Throughout all of this, it became very clear that after Nancy's death, Sid became very fixated on like death and the macabre and like he often talked about rejoining Nancy. Oh, okay. So like we're talking like suicide, not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really not clear what else Sid did in his time on bail other than just, like, party and drugs and be depressed. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, all that's happening. He's with his mom. And then Sid had a quote-unquote party the night of his death, which isn't, like, really a party. There was not a ton of people there, and they were all, like very very out of it because of the drug use and the other thing is Sid from the outside perspective like with the info I just gave you guys seems very guilty so a lot of people that don't know the whole story are like no I don't want to go party with a murderer yeah (laughs) yeah I don't want to end up like Nancy (laughs) exactly but The night of that party, Sid died of an OD. 
He actually OD'd twice. His friends revived him once early on in the night. So, like, we're talking his ex-bandmates. They're still friends. They're just not in a band anymore. So they revive him once earlier in the night and say that he was okay when they left. We're not blaming anyone, but they gave the remainder of his, like, stash of drugs to his mother, who he was staying with at the time, and told her under no conditions to let him have more that night. But clearly he did because he OD'd a second time when no one was around and did not wake up. Wow. wow. The, and her, his mom did nothing. His yeah. mom was like, nope. Wow. Yeah. That's just, that's not okay. No. And Sid had a note on him at the time of his death that actually points to there potentially have been a death pact between Sid and Nancy. And that is kind of it for their story. I mean, Nancy died at the Chelsea Hotel in October. Sid gets out of bail and ODs in February, and the police view it as a junkie that got high, killed his girlfriend, and then OD'd, and they close the case and do no further investigation. So she could have, someone could have killed her, and they could have gotten away if it, if it wasn't him. So say it wasn't him, which I think, I, I think it was, because mm-hmm. kind of a lot going on there, but... But her killer could still be, well, not could still be out there, but probably is dead now. But yeah, or um, at least very least, like very very old. Yeah, but got away with the crime. Correct. And that's actually what some people think happened. So for the last little bit, we're gonna get into some conspiracy pe- theories that people have about the death and like just why they think that might not have been said because with the information i gave you as someone that doesn't know anything else about this crime he looks like the person who did it correct oh totally yeah but like i said nancy seemed to be suicidal long time before her death because of this some people actually believe that she may have stabbed and killed herself but I feel like, like, okay, clearly she knew something about suicide and, like, the ways to do it because, as we talked about before, she slit her wrists, right? Not killing herself, but that's Did definitely... Did it out of manipulation. Yeah, like, definitely a way to do that. I don't think, and I don't know, obviously, but I feel like you wouldn't stab yourself in, in the abdomen if you were trying to achieve that because that is not like that is not a good way to go no but like i said earlier and this kind of gives a little bit of credence to the thought of she might have kept herself it took her at least three hours to lose consciousness and she very easily could have in those three hours crawled out of the room, used the landline to call for help, like, so, why didn't she, and obviously none of us have that answer, other than Nancy, she's not around, 
So that's one reason, a couple reasons why some people believe that Nancy may have killed herself that night. Huh. I don't know. I think I see. I see the logic there, but I think that's so much more of a stretch than yeah. like like that's totally. I totally accept that as a possibility, but I don't. I don't think I. I don't think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Another possibility that. Like, even more people who really look into this case believe, including myself actually, is that a different drug dealer that was living at the Chelsea Hotel killed Nancy. Okay, why? Because the police didn't talk to anyone who was at that party that night, but if they would, they would have got this information. Sid had taken so many drugs that he had passed out halfway through the party, had not woke up to any of the noises, was like very close to Odin, like threw up from how many drugs he had taken, and he wasn't drinking. So like it takes a lot of drugs for your body to make you do that. And it was believed by a lot of the other like dealers and junkies at that party that night that he could not have like moved if he wanted to wow it's rumored that he took up to 30 i'm going to totally butcher the name of this but tuinols which is a drug that's given to cancer patients at that time that basically just like completely blacks out everything you don't feel any pain and you basically just like sleep but the cancer patients would be prescribed like one or two. And he took 30. Yeah. Wow. And so because of that, people that were in the room that night when they saw the police the next morning assumed that Sid had OD'd, not that Nancy had been killed. And another thing that people in that room like to point out is that no money was found in that room by police. But the night before at the party, Nancy had been waving around large amounts of cash. And when Sid was taken into custody just a few hours after waking up, he didn't have any money on him. So where did the money go? Well, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So you so you think Someone else killed too. Or not killed him, killed her. Yeah. I think it's very possible that a drug dealer that lived at the Chelsea killed Nancy. And then just took the money and left. Yeah. And I mean, Sid was so out of it, he laid there for the whole thing and they didn't have to worry about him. And then I think Nancy didn't do anything about it because she had that death wish. Not necessarily that she did it herself, but. She just didn't care enough to fix it. And if she was also heavily intoxicated, mm-hmm. she might not even know that was yeah. going on. Or at least until it was too late. Yeah. Huh. Wow. No, but that's the story of Sid Vicious and Nancy Spongeon. It's just sad. It is really sad. And what's even more sad, like, to me as I've done research is 
this case is very much on the surface level until you really dig into it portrayed as like these star two star-crossed lovers that like just OD'd together and like it's tragic but like they're just junkies and they were so in love and when you really look into the case like they were in love but they were also pretty toxic and there's a lot to the case that like I myself who had listened to a couple different podcast episodes about this previously didn't even know wow yeah you know this story reminds me of Romeo and Juliet but (laughs) But written by, like, if Shakespeare was 18, lived now, and was heavy emo. <laughs> that was, that's my yeah little spurt. I like it. I mean, yeah, it definitely has, like, Bonnie and Clyde, Romeo and Juliet vibes to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that is the story. Uh, yeah, so I hope you guys liked our first episode of our podcast. Definitely give us a follow, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to this at. Yeah. (laughs) Go follow us on Instagram and TikTok at fni.pod. Shoot us an email at famousnotoriousinfamous at gmail.com. And go subscribe to our Patreon. We have a $1, $5, and $10 tier. You'll get bonus content. And we're also in the works of creating a Discord server that just our Patreon members will have access to. So if you want to have a direct conversation with us, definitely go check that out. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. See you next week. Bye.